0: You know, I want to say this to you. Um, Before a change can really happen in your life, sometimes we have to go through a crisis. (laughs) Amen. A crisis sometimes will cause change in your life. Amen. Uh, We've talked about manipulation in the workplace we talked about envy, all right? We talked about spiritual warfare, but the finality, amen, is what I want to look at today. Because ultimately, we heading out the door. Amen. That's, that's primarily what happens in messy workplaces. Amen. You, you, you want to stay there, the money's good, but the people are terrible. Come on, somebody. Amen. And, um, you know, you're dealing with a whole lot of stuff that puts you in a bad place in life. Uh, matter of fact, a lot of what you're dealing with is to destroy uh, the spiritual development of your life. Uh, whatever Satan can do to destroy the spiritual aspect of your life, he will do it at all costs. Know this, at all cost, he will try to destroy your spiritual life. I promise you. And when you're dried up and kicked out to the curb and laying there by yourself with your head hung low, Jesus will come. Amen. And he'll pick you up. And you know one thing about Jesus? You know what I love about Jesus? He doesn't hold it against you amen he doesn't hold it against you he's a loving God he's a forgiving God amen Uh, that's what I love about Jesus people are not like that you know people will give you one chance and then they're done with you or two or three (laughs) maybe four and then they start counting five and then they're pretty much done with you but the one thing about God He'll never leave you. How do believe that? All right. So, so if you have your Bibles, open your Bibles to the book of Daniel. So chapter six, uh, verse 11. <clears throat> so, you, we, 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 we've already went through the scenario, right? Daniel's being set up. Um, we know what's keeping him, his prayer life. He's being persecuted because he starts praying. He goes on his break time, and he leaves the job, and he go pray. All right. And they got a problem with him praying. So they put an injunction in. They passed a law where you can't pray at work. Amen. Or you can't leave after lunch and go pray. This is modern-day translation for you. Amen. <laughs> and so now, let's look at it together. Um, then these men came by agreement. Uh-huh. And found Daniel making what? Petition and supplication before his God. Then they approached and spoke before the king about the king's injunction. The king's injunction or their injunction? Did did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition, boy, the devil is slick, ain't he? Uh, to any God or man beside you or king for 30 days? is to be cast into the lion's den? The king replied, the statement is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked, it's law. Then they answered and spoke before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles, not Daniel the commissioner, not Daniel, my supervisor, but Daniel the slave, you got to catch it. The exiles from Judah pays no attention to you, O king, or to the injunction which you signed, but keeps making his petition not one time, but three times a day. Then as soon as the king heard the statement, he was deeply distressed. And watch this. Tell your neighbor you got favor. And set his mind on delivering Daniel. Even until sunset, he kept exerting himself to rescue him. Then these men came by agreement to the king and said, Yo, king, recognize, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians, that no injunction or statute which the king establishes may be changed. Then the king gave orders, and Daniel was brought in and cast into the lion's den. The king spoke and said to Daniel, Ooh, I love this phrase your God, this is a pagan king. This is a king that knew nothing about God, but because of how Daniel lived, he says, your God, whom you serve will himself deliver you. I want to talk about this morning, messy workplace, but I want to talk about Overcoming the fear of being fired. Amen. Overcoming the fear of being fired. Amen. Overcoming the fear of being fired. Um, We never think (laughs) that it would happen to us. I'll never forget. I worked in Virginia. I worked all over the country actually. And I ended up in Virginia running a school for kids that committed serious crimes. I became the executive director of that program without a degree, but I had drive. I had a passion. I gave myself, I didn't know anything, I did not know God, but I gave my life to this organization. I thought in my mind that there's no way they'll ever get rid of me. Amen. I'll say it one more time. I had in my mind That they would never get rid of me. I had a fear, but I kept working harder so that that fear would die off. Come on. And I realized after they fired me, amen, that I was replaceable. Do I have anybody? An average of 4.2 million people leave their job, their jobs every month by being fired or leaving voluntarily. 4.2 million. Amen. Would you say that's a sure thing? Well, Those odds are kind of high, aren't they? It's crazy because We know that our commitments to our jobs are there. But when you work in a messy workplace, amen, and when you work with messy management, amen, and organizations that don't have ethical standards, amen, it can become very hard working in these places. Now, I'm not going to blame everything on the workplace, but I do believe that a lot that happens there, amen, is a direct result of the fact that we're working in the world. All 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 right? Now, if you don't understand that, that means that the world means with unsaved people. A lot of times, the encounters that you have is with unsaved people. You may say, Pastor, what does my faith have to do with the mess that I deal with at work? Well, I'll say this to you. God has given you an occupation so that you would represent him in the workplace. I want you to understand that this is not really about you, but it's really about the glory of God. The fact that even in a messy workplace, you can enter into that workplace and make a difference, amen, because of how you live, because of what you say, because of how you react to certain things. Sometimes the mess in the workplace can cause extreme pressure on your personal life, amen, emotionally and spiritually, Today, more and more believers are compartmentalizing, compromising, and disconnecting from their faith because of the overwhelming demands in the workplace. I told you last week that Satan doesn't want you, amen, to stay committed to God, and he does not want you to get around the word of God. We live in a day today where the enemy, the enemy has intensified his efforts, amen, to weaken, amen, and to cause us, amen, to remove ourselves from the very presence of worship and around the word of God. How do you work in an environment that creates tension? and fear. Anybody ever feel that going to work sometime? The tension, the fear, every time you go in, it feels like you're walking on, come on, somebody. How how do you persevere? Amen. How do you choose, you ready for this? God over money. Come on, somebody. How do you trust God? Even if it means that you will be terminated. Daniel's in the same situation. There's an injunction that's put placed in a law, a rule. They've changed the game. Amen. And they're saying to Daniel, if anybody prays to any other God other than to the king, you be fired, thrown in the lion's den. That's kind of extreme, but you know, I got to put it in our context, right? You know, thrown into the lion's den, killed. Your life is gone if you choose, amen, anything else other than the king. Can I tell you something? The world wants you to give devotion to it. Amen. The devil is so slick that he will cause you to be so consumed with your career, amen, that you replace God with your career. Do I have anybody? Tell your neighbor you need balance. You need balance because if you don't have balance, then you'll put more emphasis, amen, on the world and not the word. Amen. Satan wants you to become so consumed with your career path rather than your Christian path. Do I have anybody? Daniel has had strong, his commitments to God was strong. His prayer life is what brought him this far. Watch this. At 16, he's in Babylon. At 16 years old, he's forced to either bow down to the king or to eat the king's choices, food. But at 16, he makes a decision for God that will change the rest of his life. Do I have anybody? And oftentimes I say this, there's nothing too hard for God, saints. And no matter what pressure you may be under right now, because some of us, I believe that we want to choose God, but our demands at work causes us, amen, to go in a different direction. Do I have anybody? Anybody with me? Amen. Amen. The question is, would you stay faithful to God or would you bow down to the king had it been you. And so Daniel is in this predicament. He had to make a choice. Can I ask you a question? Who would you choose? Would you choose God? Or would you choose your job? And that's a question. Amen. That cannot really be answered until you are placed in that situation. And I know many of us may think about, you know what? I got this house to pay for. Uh-oh. I got these kids to send to school. I got all these. Things. Now, watch this. But God should understand. But the question is, what are you willing to give up? Amen. And what are you willing to do to show that you are committed to God? Can I, can I, can, this may seem extreme, but there's a lot of times saints it's our faith that's on the chopping block a lot of times the enemy wants to disconnect you so badly that he causes your your where you spend the most of your time to be so uncomfortable amen that you have to make the choice to let go of god are you with me now now listen a person that tells me i love god and don't never come to church i got a problem with that Amen. Because there's a direct line of disconnection right there. You may not like the place, but you gotta love the Lord. Do I have anybody? And I want to say this to you that Christ is the head of the church. So if you don't like this church, find you another church. Come on and help me, somebody. And there's something about God's church, amen, that connects you and causes you, amen, to find yourself in service and find yourself in worship and find yourself glorifying him. But oftentimes our jobs causes us to give up the very thing that we love. Amen. Daniel did not have our I don't care attitude. Amen. But his attitude was, I have to make a choice. I have to make a choice. Have you ever been been placed in that situation where you had to make a choice? You have to make a choice whether it's my faith, my God, or my job. And I want to tell you something. God wants you to take care of your family. As a matter of fact, if you really think about it, amen, he's going to give you what you need to take care of your family. But a lot of times, I believe we have misplaced trust. Amen. We have put more trust in the organization, come on somebody, than in God. And we have to change allegiances if we're going to overcome the fear of being fired. Do I have anybody? We find ourselves in the text, verse 11, uh, Daniel now has dealt with all this. Here's the thing. When he found out that they had plotted against him, Daniel then made the choice. He said, I'm not going to worry. Tell your neighbor, don't worry. Pray. See, that's the key. I see what Daniel did. Daniel said when he, the text says in verse 10, when he knew that the, the petition was signed, he went to his room and what did he do? He prayed. And saints, I want to tell you something about the power of prayer. Prayer can break down barriers. Amen. Prayer can change things. But I'm going to hit you with something real quick. Prayer also can give you the strength to face the inevitable. Notice this. Daniel prayed, but he still ended up at, See, a lot of times we think that our long prayers may cause things to turn in our favor. But Daniel was praying, God, give me the strength to face this mess. And I believe that a lot of us need to go through some stuff rather than praying, God, get me out of it. God, give me the wisdom and the strength to go through it. I'm preaching to myself. Watch this. Watch this. Daniel was facing this, but yet he made it through. Watch the text. It says, Then these men came by agreement and found Daniel. What did they find him doing, y'all? They found him making what? Petition and supplication before who? His God. Watch this. Then they approached and spoke. Before the king. Now, these guys are crazy. I'm sorry. They're delusional. I, I, I didn't mean to say crazy. They're delusional and they're determined and they're being used by Satan. Somebody at your job is being used by Satan to pull you out. Come on, somebody. You know who they are. Matter of fact, I just said that and you thought about it. And I can relate this to school. I can relate this to work. I can relate this to home. I can relate it to every area of your life. However, you, whatever context you in, you can use this because there's somebody who's determined to destroy you, and that somebody is Satan. But don't get fooled, Amen. Don't get fooled. Watch this by modernism, Amen. Watch this. Watch this. The text says, "Look at these guys, man. These guys really tripped me out." Did Did you not sign an injunction? Now, this is the part I want to get into that thought pattern here. Uh, did you not sign an injunction? First of all, the king didn't bring, didn't even make up the injunction. They did. <laughs> Amen. Verses eight and nine. They They brought it up. They're the ones. This is how crazy the world is, right? Watch this. Watch this. They put it together, brought it to him to sign, and then they're going to say, didn't you, did you not sign an injunction that any man who makes a petition to any God or man beside you? What are, they, what are they appealing to with the king? His pride. He said, uh, didn't, you, didn't you say that we got to work overtime? Said, left early, you know. <laughs> they say, watch this. They said, they ain't staying late. They going to church. Lord, have you ever did that at work? <laughs> you ever did that at work? I did that. Amen. I ain't staying. Then I come back the next day, they lit it in me. Amen. Praying, Lord, please don't let them fire me today. I'm scared. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. He says, watch it. He says, oh, king, for 30 days is to be cast into the lion's den. The king replied, the statement is true, according to the law of Medes and Persians, which may not be revoked. The thing about this injunction is it couldn't be turned around. See, they signed a petition and placed an injunction that was irreversible. And sometimes that's what the devil does. He creates situations at your job, in your life amen that seems irreversible I'm trying to help you he threatens you with 10 to 15 years come on somebody and then he lies to you in your mind making you think that you're going to go down but God hallelujah is more powerful than anything that you can even imagine or think I know what they said about you I know what they signed on, on you but guess what God is more powerful so the first point I want to give you, you ready? Yeah. If you want to overcome the fear of being fired, accept all right, all right. however you're praying, if it goes the opposite. I got some people here who could relate to this. Just, amen. I remember when sister girl said, man, I didn't get accepted in the program. I remember, I remember that. I said, accept what God allows and use the period of time whether it's a layoff come on somebody whether it's being fired whether it's a delay whatever it is use that time to assess your relationship with God Oh, I wish I had somebody. And can I tell you something? Some of us, we're hanging on by a thread because our attitude is funky. But watch this. Keep on keeping on. Amen. In due time, amen, they're going to show you who really is the boss. But I want to help somebody here today to let you know that we ought to accept, come on, somebody, what God allows. Watch this. The lesson, here's a lesson for management. Don't let others manipulate you onto their agenda. That's a lesson for management. Amen. Don't be listening to everybody. Deal with that person the way you would deal with anybody else. And stop listening to everybody else who is trying to manipulate you to get somebody else out. I wish I had somebody. Watch this. Why did they, why did Daniel choose God? See, the reason why Daniel could accept what God allowed, listen, I know if it was me, I'd be like, Lord, I've been praying. Not one time a day. I'm not going to make fun of my team, but, you know, the Patriots many years ago, in order to find out, how to beat their opponent. <clears throat> they had someone to go videotape. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I accept what God allows. <laughs> to videotape the plays, right, of the other team, right? Watch this, watch this. And, and, and it's no different today amen it's no different here what's happening but but watch this daniel is praying you've been praying god i've been praying three times a day lord why do i have to face all of this why all this pain why all this trouble why all of this why is this happening to me and we know we say that but listen all of a sudden we got religious but watch this Daniel didn't just get religious. He had been serving God for over 70 years. And oftentimes I believe that we think that time in means we don't get another test. Tell your neighbor, the more you grow, the more the Lord got to test you. <laughs> Watch this. Here's what, here's why I say, except what God allows. Daniel earlier in his life. It was Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Amen. They were thrown into the fiery furnace. Watch this, watch this. And God delivered them for the very same thing. Oh, Lord Jesus. This is why you got to have a history. This is why you have to have a historical understanding, amen, of what God has done in the past. And so what Daniel is thinking, okay, all right, if God delivered them, come on somebody, if God delivered these three Hebrew boys, now I don't know where Daniel was, He didn't get thrown in. He did not have that experience. But tell your neighbor, your testimony is important to somebody else. And if he did it for them, tell your neighbor, accept what God allows. God rescued them. And I believe, saints, you know what I believe about Daniel? I believe that Daniel was so in tune with the, with what God had done in the past that he held on to it. Somebody here, let me tell you, those of you who had testimonies in here, when you start that job, when you get into this, when you start doing your thing and it gets hard, don't complain. Don't get comfortable. Amen. Don't shrink back. Just because it gets hard, draw back on where God brought you from. God, I accept what you allow. Amen. Because I know, God, what Romans 8 and 28 says, that God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. But let me bring this to your context real quick. Amen. When you go to work tomorrow, don't you go in there with fear. Because you understand that the God you serve, hallelujah, is powerful enough. And you can't operate in fear and be effective in your job. Amen. 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 If you're living out your faith and you're fired up, remember this, God I know what you've done before, and I know what you can do now. Watch verse 13. Then they answered and spoke before the king, Daniel, who is one of the what? Notice how they talk about him. You, you, don't you know your name is, is is being mentioned in places? I wish I had some. For good and bad. Oh, yeah, they talking promotion, but somebody else is talking with hate. They're hating. When you will operate like Daniel operated in the you know, why did they want to get Daniel out in the first place? Because the king was thinking about what? Promoting him. And because Daniel did not have his hands in the pockets of the people. Because Daniel walked with uprightness and excellence and he shined at his job. Listen, don't hate me because I'm doing my job. Amen. But watch this, watch this. It says he pays no attention to you, O oh king. Oh, yeah, they make it sound real bad. And not that something when people start lying on you? They're lying on him. Watch this. Or oh, oh what? Or oh, to the injunction. Well, they're not really lying because he was praying to, another God, to God. Watch this. O oh, king, or oh, to the injunction which you signed, but keeps making his petition, not once, but three times a day. Tell you, you now. yep, Daniel was guilty. He was guilty. He violated the law but here's what he was willing to do. He was willing to accept what God allowed. But here's my next point. Anger will not change anything. You could get angry all you want. You could say they lying on me, pastor. Listen, you could, listen, listen, you could say all this stuff. Listen, can I tell you something? You could, you could, you could Bring your case before everybody. But here's the thing. You being mad, it clouds your vision. Are you with me? And ang- the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Yep, look at your last job that you left. You were mad. Uh-oh. You got angry. Amen. You were po to the PO'd. Amen. But guess what? It did not achieve anything. But here's the thing. You got to understand that God is trying to move you. God is trying to elevate you. But also, watch this. The only way that you will really know if you really believe in this is if you do something radical. If you take a stand for your God. Amen. If you take a stand for who? For your God. This is where you get a change to strengthen your prayer life. Amen. Don't get angry. Pray. Whatever they're doing to you, whatever they're trying to set you up with, whatever that is, anger will not change anything. Are you with me? Amen. And you going to work with an attitude towards management, Amen. It's not going to what? Change everything. But let me help you with something. That new job you're in right now, amen, it's so nice and everybody's so nice and everything's so good. Wait a few months. Wait till you just find out who the snakes are. Wait till you find out who's really not for you. Wait till you find out. But here's the thing. Your anger doesn't change it but your prayer life will. I am so intrigued with Daniel, the fact that he was willing to pray to God and accept what he allowed. Watch this, watch the text, verse 14. Then as soon as the king heard this statement, watch this, it tells me now that Daniel had a relationship with the king. Amen, watch this. He was deeply what? Now, I have a question. How come the king didn't really think before he signed? He was manipulated. And oftentimes, people with agendas will try to manipulate management into seeing things their way. And then management, it's hard for them to go back on their decisions. But tell your neighbor, God is more powerful than any injunction than any rule that's put in place in the workplace. Watch the text. The text says he was deeply distressed and set his mind on what? Delivering that. Oh man, watch this. And even until sunset, he kept exerting himself to rescue him. Watch this. The same man that signed the petition is the same man that's trying to, Tell your neighbor, this is some workplace mess. Watch this. Then these men, so then these men came by agreement. Yo, king, hold up now. Recognize. Tell your neighbor, recognize. <laughs> recognize what? Re- recognize or oh what? Okay. Amen. Watch this. Uh, that it is what a law of the Medes and Persians that no injunction or statute which the king established may be changed. Here's the third thing you got to remember. Always remember, God will always have someone on your side. There'll always be someone. Now, now, let me, let me, let me just real pause. Let me pause right here real quick and, and just. Just get into the mind of the king real quick. What was it about the king that he saw in Daniel? Listen, can I tell you something? If we're not living our faith in the workplace, then we're no, we're no different than them. There has to be something about you that's different at school, at work, at home, Wherever you spend the most of your time, amen, that's your occupation. And so watch this, watch this. God had the very enemy, come on somebody, that signed it into law to be the very one. Tell me this isn't a picture of redemption, that I deserve what I deserve. But I thank God for Jesus. This is a picture of Jesus, you know. That that even though I deserve to be thrown into hell, he comes along as a substitute, as a go-between, as a one who will say, I'll take your sins. I'll take your pain. I'll take whatever it is you have. Put it on me. And I thank God that he has a few people. Amen. Who will be on your side as you go through some of the most difficult days in your life. Here's what you got to remember. Here's what we got to remember. You can't do this journey by yourself. We can't do it by ourselves. But I thank God that as we live our faith. Listen. It is Daniel's faith that was attractive to the king. It was Daniel's way of living. Listen, he said what he said. He meant what he said. He did his job every day. But tell your neighbor, somebody's always watching. I promise you they're watching. And and I believe that, and and, and we'll see next week, that the, 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 the king was grieved. I'm going to show you how Daniel converted this man. I don't believe he got saved, but I believe he had a form of conversion because watch his language, watch his language, watch his language, watch his language in verse, you know, know, watch his language. They may have plotted, but you got to remember, God always has someone fighting for you. God always got somebody behind the scenes fighting for you in the natural. Somebody's going to just be... Watch this. God is going to set them up in your life. Amen. You don't even know they're fighting for you. You don't even know, come on, somebody, that you should have been fired, but guess what? That person stood in between for you. Tell you never, that's called an advocate. (laughs) That's a go-between. Amen. Watch the text. Watch verse 16. Then the king gave orders. This is the part that really intrigued me right here. "Then, Then the king gave orders. And Daniel was brought in and cast. Now, some of us will say, man, I've been praying. God, you didn't answer this prayer. <laughs> you didn't answer this prayer, God. And then you get mad. And then you stop praying. And then you stop coming to church. And you stop doing what you're supposed to do. Because now you're PO because things didn't go your Oh. But watch this. He gave the orders. Daniel was cast into the lion's den. Now let me tell you this lion, from the time you even from the time you get to the mouth of the cave, he would devour you. Now the lion's den represents being fired. Amen. Metaphorically. The lion's den represents the finality of your situation in the workplace. And so here he is. We've made our decision. You're fired. (laughs) Amen. The king spoke and said to Daniel, your God. This is the part that really, really intrigued me. Your God, whom you what? Come on, y'all. Do you have the same record? Do you know the moment you decide to serve God, you will come under fire? Do you know the moment you decide to commit to him that the devil will try to tear your family apart? Do you not know that the moment that you try to do anything for God in the beginning, he will come in and just try to destroy it? Well, can I tell you something? You got to fight. You have to be consistent. In our eyes, it looks like God didn't answer the prayer up to this point, right? Things didn't go the way I wanted to go. He says, Your God, whom you consistently serve, He had a pagan king believing in an almighty God when the king in all actuality was viewed at that time as a God. Come on and say amen. So the king who was a God realized that as a God, as a G-O-D, little G, I don't have power to deliver you. But I'm going to call on Matter of fact, I, the way you live suggests to me that your God is bigger than me. Hold on a minute, hold on hold, hold, hold on, hold on a minute. I'm sweating, y'all got me sweating. Watch this, watch this, watch this. I'm a God. Now, you got to remember Persians, y'all. I'm a God, but your God, there's something about your God Because I don't understand why you didn't bow down to me. But it's got to be something about your God. I'm trying to help somebody. There's got to be something about what you believe. There's got to be something about the life that you're living that tells me that I am finite compared to your God. And when the king said, your God... He was saying, watch this, he was saying not only your God, but he was saying, he used the word il, il, ya. I wish I had somebody. In other words, he was recognizing, watch this, that he wasn't on the level, he wasn't all-knowing come on somebody he wasn't all powerful come on somebody he wasn't everywhere at the same time he couldn't part the Red Sea. He didn't flung the moon in the, in, in the sky. He didn't decorate the skies with stars like daffodils and scooped out every valley. I wish I had somebody. He didn't put the bark in the dog. He didn't put the meow in the cat. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody. But he understood that he was limited. So I don't care how much power your manager think they have. They are not more powerful than the God who created this universe. And I thank God today that if I live my life in the workplace, in all that mess, as if I know the God of the universe, then guess what? It will cause a pagan to turn to God. So what's my last point? You say, what's my last point? Hallelujah. All that you went through. For his glory, your denial, your delay was for his glory, your circumstance was for his glory, your mess was for his glory. Your trial was for his glory. Everything that you went through was for his glory. What does that mean? In other words, it was to make God look bigger than anything in your life. I don't care what the devil tried to do. You got to understand it's for his glory. You got to understand it's for his praise. You got to understand that God is doing something in your life right now. Now, it looks bad, but you got to hold on. You can't cuss everybody out. You can't throw no tantrums. You can't get no attitude. You got to lift your hands, and you got to praise God. And when they throw you in the lion's den, you got to believe that the God we serve can hold the lion's mouth and hold it back from devouring you. It's for his glory. Everything I've been through for his glory. For his glory. For his glory, y'all. Scrabble is a challenging game. It involves bringing together of letters to form words although at first glance it may seem like an easy game to play because there are only 26 letters in the English alphabet. These letters come together to form enough words to fill the Encyclopedia Britannica, the Library of Congress, and the World Wide Web. The game of Scrabble, the game of Scrabble involves the ordering of items that originally have order. Order. The words already exist. You just got to figure out the words. God wants to order your life in the world where it makes sense to the world, where they can see clearly that Christ lives in you. You got to pull the words together. Sanctification, glorification, praise, and worship so that the world will see no matter what you do to me I'm going to give glory to God you're not going to intimidate me every time I come in this job because the God I serve is walking with me hallelujah glory to his name